Next on BYU Sports Nation, the tournament train on course for BYU basketball. How the Cougs remain on track. Why Kyle Collinsworth's performance this season has been amazing. And the challenge Tyler Haas has with an injured ankle. Plus ESPN's Trevor Maddich on why it will take years to repair what happened in the Miami Beach Bowl. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation, back to work on a Monday on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. December 29th, it is a winter wonderland in Provo, Utah. My name is Spencer Linton, teamed up with DayQuil spokesperson, Jerem Jordan. I haven't taken any, but I am wasted, man, in the BYU way. <laughs> I, I am sick. So are you. Yes. It's going to be a fun this show, though. It's a glorious, yeah. glorious it's, time. I mean, a week ago, we were on uh, our last live show was a week ago from Marlins Park. It was 80 degrees. It was 80 degrees. It was 80 degrees. <laughs> Here we, yeah. That was amazing. That was very fun. Very fun. Good time. Uh, we appreciate everybody that hooked us up with awesome stuff. Uh, great time. We're, we're excited to be back. BYU's in conference play. I left my mom's house. My mom's aware of this, so no news when, if she's watching this. I left my mom's house early to get back for the Gonzaga game. Flew back, like, got back like two hours before the game. Enjoyed the game. I know BYU lost, but it was good to be there. Priorities. Wherever and however you dialed in, <laughs> great to have you with I'm not us. Gonna, yeah, yes. The obvious question right now, Jerem, is what did you get for Christmas? What'd you get, man? What stuck out? Just a bunch of hugs, high fives, a couple bucks. A couple of stuff. Bo- Did you say bucks or boxes? Yeah. Oh, okay. No, it was great. It was great. How about how was yours? It was it was okay, you know, marred by the cold, which is I feel like double meaning. Uh in Las Vegas actually it was it was rather chilly and windy, but but here's I thought the, you meant like the cold that you have. Yeah, I do mean that too. Okay. Oh, okay. So yes, double, yeah, double meaning. Double yeah, yeah. meaning and uh, one. What, what Count it. Count the basket. It. I feel like when, when you have like a high stress week and it's it's busy and it's fun like Miami. I wasn't like, stressed at all. Like it's it the we- it's the weather change that gets me. It was good. It's you go the, from hot to cold. For me it's it's the flight home and your body almost knows like, okay, you can relax a little bit. You can get sick. It's okay now. When you couldn't do it the week before because you were you were locked in in Miami or whatever and whatever big project you were working on, so you know I mean I'm just I'm just glad we we made it back. I'm glad I'm glad we made it back. Yeah, it was a busy week. It was fun, and uh, I just realized that I wore purple the day BYU plays Portland. It's game day. That's a reverse, my bad. Hey, it's okay. Hey, my bad. You jinx everything though. So I do maybe jinx you're, everything. You're jinxing Portland. They'll play horribly tonight. They're ten and three. <laughs> They've struggled a little bit with some good teams. But, yeah, that's tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Join our conversation. This is a purple shirt. Yes. Yeah. Hey, sorry about that. Do you know what a pilot is? Portland pilot? A... We've talked about this before. Yes. I can't it's remember. It's not an air, the airline pilot. Is it a, does it have to do with a boat? Yeah. Okay. It's the, it's the dude on a certain kind of boat that drives a ship. <laughs> it, it's the master and commander. It's the Russell Crowe. Of whatever kind of ship. Of the West is. Coast Conference. It, of the, yes, the jo- West Coast Conference. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question. What are BYU's, sorry I cut you off, NCAA tournament chances? I thought I asked the question. You do usually. Oh, but wow. it's, been, oh, hey, it's been a hey, while hey, since we've done this. Hey, you got it, you got it man. I'll just, I'll just hang out. I'll just hang out, dude. Answer the question with the first tweet. <laughs> At Laser Sheep. <clears throat> 
66%. I think they are good enough to get noticed despite losing to the better teams. It's all about finishing first or second. BYU's chance of finishing first is low. Gonzaga owns this conference. Who's going to beat Gonzaga? Who's going to beat Gonzaga? Seriously. They may lose one, maybe two. They're good, man. BYU's playing for second, honestly. And that's not a bad thing. More, more on that in a moment. Use the hashtag BYUSN to weigh in on the Twitter question. What are BYU's NCAA attorney chances? Yes. Gonzaga is better than the team that got a number one seed a few years back. Balance is better, Ooh, in my opinion. In my opinion, it is. They had the superstar Olenek. Balance is overrated, dude. You just want to have a great team. If, if you, you have three great dudes, greater than six okay dudes. They've got seven okay great dudes. dudes. They're not great. Wiltshire's great. Uh, Pangos is really good. Karnowski is literally Goliath in the flesh. <laughs> they are, uh, they are a good, good. They are a deep they don't team. Have six great players. Their depth Come on. is really good. Come on. I'll stand by that argument all day. BYU Sports Station simulcast and beautiful radio Six vision great. on BYU Radio and BYU TV. A weekend full of headlines across BYUSN. You mentioned game day already against Portland. Recapping the weekend, the Cougars had a five-point lead in the second half over number eight Gonzaga. But I thought it got up to seven. Kind of yeah. ran out of gas, and they like ended the up Utah losing game. to the number eight uh, Bulldogs. Yeah, very similar to the, the Utah game. Kyle Collinsworth. Good grief, the kid continues to impress. Triple-double, more on that a bit later. Got a generous assist, some home cooking from the BYU statisticians at the end. Needed one assist, Anson Winder. I didn't think he got an assist when Anson Winder scored, but he got the triple-double. We'll take it. Women's basketball lost at Gonzaga. They're at Portland tonight to try and even their conference record. And Paul Lasique and Devin Mahina will play in Paul the Lasique. NFLPA Senior Bowl, a chance to improve, uh, rather impress some NFL scouts. And, and Paul has mentioned he would love to play in the NFL. Wouldn't that be some story? He told us on this show that he's going to try. I don't think uh, a year ago or maybe even before the season he thought he would be training for that. He, it's weird because he has student teaching the first half of the next semester and then the rugby season. So he's going to have to juggle that somehow. Could he not be a fullback in the NFL? Maybe. Maybe. He has the physicality to do so. It's tough to play in the league. Look at all the good BYU players that don't. Like I said, busy times for BYU, but priority number one is the here and now. It's a Monday game day. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation. Topic one. Choo-choo. BYU. Steady as she goes. I think we're getting better. Uh, this was a great team. I mean, it's the top ten team in the country, so you know you know, you have your hands full going into it. But we're growing, um, and this is something we can use to get better. Uh, we'll go back and watch film and, and use this to our advantage and Hopefully win the rest of our games in conference. Mr. Consistency for BYU Hoops, Anson Winder on Saturday's loss to Gonzaga and how BYU can use that loss moving forward. They're 10-4 and four in an okay place right now in terms of their NCAA tournament resume Good and their at-large chances. Okay is accurate. With a win tonight, BYU can finish 2014 with an 11-4 and four record. Compare that to the 8-7 and seven debacle they were facing at the end of the 2013 season. Remember when we had our Twitter question, what's BYU's record going to be in December? If they beat Portland tonight, they should at home. You never know. Maybe Bobby Schapp goes off for eight threes again. No way. Oh, my goodness, no. 33, he's shooting 33% from the three-point. Yeah, that's my uh, percentage in pickup. BYU would be 6-2 and two with the win in December. That was, that was what we thought, basically, was eh, probably 6-2. and two. You were hoping 7-1. and one. You were hoping to get uh, you know, Utah, compete with Gonzaga, which I think BYU did. Win Stanford and UMass. BYU did that. Credit the Cougars for doing that. A couple close wins. And a couple of men down. Big wins. Yeah, Tyler, Tyler Hall has not been the same. He has not been the same. 21 points the last two games. Six for his last 21, 0 for 6 from 
three of the last two games. He's obviously uh, hurting with that ankle. But BYU is in an okay spot. Yeah. And normally, I'm the guy that's going, now, wait a minute. But I, I, right now, I'm the guy that I've changed my mind. I've decided that if BYU plays well the rest of the season, they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. I thought BYU needed a signature win a la San Diego State, Utah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Purdue wouldn't be a signature win, but it would have been nice. Uh, Gonzaga. To get one of those would have been like, mm, yes, for sure. But now, let's look, let's look at this. Stanford might be that win. Hopefully. Hopefully yeah. they're good. Let's say, okay, t- BYU's 10 and 4. Let's say BYU loses three more regular season games. They go 14 and 3. So they lose at Gonzaga and then two others. Ooh. Two others, okay? I, I don't see that happening, but let's say they finish 14-3. I'm leaving room for two non-Gonzaga losses. That means BYU would finish the regular season 24-7. and Let's say they get to the title game in Vegas, 26-7. and Let's say they lose the title game, 26-8. and BYU is getting in, in at 26-8. and So basically, the cut line for me, and this is my bold prediction for the years of 25 wins for BYU. I agree. I think BYU is going to finish the season uh, in a position where they get in the NCAA tournament. Two non-Gonzaga losses. That's what I give BYU. If they have more, if they have three, I think they're on the out crowd. They may not get in. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I'm just spitballing from a distance here. But it's too early to say BYU's out for sure. No way. Yeah. I mean, not, they have an RPI of 44, which again is decent. Is okay. It's not last year's RPI. That's what got BYU in ultimately. They were 23 and 12 and were a 10 seed in the NCAA. They tournament. were overseeded for sure. It was not even close. Like, they were like way above the cut line. But because of a high RPI, they factor a ton. The selection committee I'm speaking of factor a ton of of credibility into where your RPI is. BYU 44, okay, solid. The win over Stanford looking better. Decent wins against UMass, Long Beach State. That Hawaii win is Hawaii's randomly looking, like looking good. Long Beach State, is that decent. But what did the Cougars have to do the rest of the way to solidify their place in the field of 68? You mentioned 14-3. and three. The rest of the way, games. 17 remaining WCC games, including tonight. I said BYU would win 25 games in the regular season, so before the West Coast Conference Tournament, so and you, I stand by that. So that gives you one non-Gonzaga loss. Yes. I, Which is probably accurate. BYU, BYU is in a class of their own in the West Coast Conference. It's not as competitive as of the a conference two. as, last year, as yeah. the number two. Yes. yes. It's Gonzaga's conference, and BYU lives in it. That's how it is. St. Mary's not as strong as they have been. San Francisco has a drop-off. Portland is going to be, in my opinion, the third or fourth best team in the West Coast Conference. That'll be interesting. Yeah, the league's down a little bit from last year. I mean, they still have a lot of time to change that for sure. Last year, BYU's win over San Francisco, I think, helped. That was a top 100 RPI win or whatever. So now tonight, you begin the rest of the journey. And I thought the post-game press conference was interesting, sitting in that room. The vibe after the Utah game, Spencer, was, man, we blew it. We lost it. This hurts. The vibe after Saturday's game was, you know what? And BYU didn't say this. This is the vibe I get. You know what? They're better than us. We played competitively. We could have played better and won. But, you know what? They're just better than us. And we'll, we'll play. I know BYU would never say that. That's the vibe I got. But, all right, let's, like we heard Anson Winder, let's play well the rest of the season. We'll be in a good spot. The only issue with this is, Getting to the tournament is the benchmark. If you're going to win in the tournament, you just have to have a good seed. The reason BYU went to the Sweet 16 with Jimmer is because they were a 3. They beat a 14, and then St. John's with the 6, lost to Gonzaga the 11. BYU beats the 11. You are supposed to win those games. Here's the thing. If BYU were a 12 seed in the tournament, who wants to play BYU as a 12 seed? 
given what they've done against San Diego State and Jerry McNamara wants to and Gonzaga. (laughs) Okay, so the Cougars, if they were that 11 or 12 seed, would be a very tough matchup for whoever that five or six seed would be. But you want to see BYU get into a single-digit seed to have a better chance of winning that opening round game. I'm with you. I don't see BYU getting a single-digit seed, no matter almost what they do. Unless they beat Gonzaga. That's going to be so hard. I mean, it could happen. BYU could go lights out. Uh, Gonzaga struggles. That's why you play. Yes, of course. But in the kennel, I mean, that that is a challenge. Well, I'm saying like the West Coast Conference Tournament. If BYU beat Gonzaga in the West Coast Conference Tournament, now you're talking legitimate single-digit NCAA tournament seed. And they, they, I mean, who's going to beat Gonzaga? They'll, they could be a top five team at that point. Someone's going to have to shoot 70% from the three-point line in the West Coast Conference. If Bobby Sharp somehow is on BYU's team and has that kind of game. Here's what kills me, Spencer. BYU is one low post scorer away from being, to me, in the top 25. I really feel that way. Eric Mika. Kyle Davis. Somebody that can actually score, let alone space the floor. Because BYU is relying on these guards. Dribble drive, getting to the rim. Some people say, hey, what about Corbin Kafusi? Not a low post scorer. He's getting a couple offensive rebounds. Jamal Ates was supposed to be this guy, right? An underman, undersized guy. We don't know how Kena good Jamal Young Ates White is. is what they want him to be. <clears throat> right. We don't know how good he is. There's so many questions. Like that To me, he's like the Harvey Jackson from Nebraska. Like You don't just pencil in a guy to do something necessarily. you got to wait and see what he does. Jamal Ates could be a very good player. I hope he is. But he's probably not going to play this year. If BYU had a low post scorer, they'd probably win a couple of those games. If not all, San Diego State, Utah. Purdue, Gonzaga, one dude would have made a huge difference, and it hurts. BYU has a great shot to go 15-3 and three in conference. Yeah. I, I really believe that is attainable. The Cougars, in my opinion, will win the rest of their WCC games at home. I mean, the Marriott Center's a tough place to play. I, they're not going to face elite competition like Utah and Gonzaga in the Marriott Center again this year. There's something about St. Mary's, though. That'll still be a big game. I think they can go 7-2 and two on the road. I mean, it's not beyond them to go eight the and kennel, one on the road. In the kennel and then a weird game like Portland. Yeah, right? something. You know, someone well, shoots crazy good. Last year, it got weird, man. BYU lost to Pepperdine, LMU, Pacific, Pacific. and Portland. What in the world? Yeah, that was, and made the NCAA tournament. How in the world did that happen? RPI. The great RPI, the non-conference. BYU did not play the same kind of non-conference, so they have less margin for error this year. What are BYU's NCAA tournament chances? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Good, says at Kahuna Cougar. They should take at least second in league, and WCC is traditionally a two-bid conference. At least, yes. I think that the WCC is right on par with that again. Being number two is not a bad thing. I know that BYU wants to win the regular season and tournament championships. Being number two gets you into the NCAA tournament. Here's the difference with winning the title, though. You'd get a single-digit seed, probably, if you win the reg. The last time BYU won a conference tournament, 2001. That blows me away. And chances this year with how Gonzaga is just a world beater? Not that great. I mean, Gonzaga takes a home crowd to Vegas. How about Gonzaga has some BYU football type injuries? Huh? Give give someone else a chance? How about the Jerem Jinx apply to that? Good riddance. I don't want injuries to anyone. I want to take that back. Good riddance to the 2014 injuries. Holy cow. Gonzaga's fun to watch. Not against BYU, but they're, they're a good team, man. At Crazy Kook Fanatics says 68.333%. That's, that's uh, channeling her inner <laughs> Jerem Jordan. Nice. Up next, Trevor Maddich of ESPN on the Miami Beach Bowl.
BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Follow our show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here, reunited in a way at the end of 2014. Absolutely. Tonight on BYU TV and BYU Radio, men's hoops versus Portland, 9 Eastern time. The Cougars playing their second game in three days, part of four games in eight days. BYU and Portland tonight, 9 Eastern. The Pilots are no slouch. What are BYU's NCAA tournament chances? Certainly, they need to beat Portland on their home floor. Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Joining the show now, as he has every Monday during the college football season, is ESPN's Trevor Maddich, college football expert and analyst, former BYU national champion. Trevor, hope you had a nice Christmas. Welcome back to the show. I did, thank you, and I uh, hope you guys get out of Miami without too much getting into too much trouble. Uh, we're here. Well, <laughs> I, I can't that speak for Jerem. Good bail bondsman. <laughs> we know the right people. We know a guy that knows a guy. There you go. Okay, let's start there, Trevor. Uh, a week later, how do you view the brawl between BYU and Memphis? Is is it a black eye on the program, or is it just one of those things that that just happened? It's a big black eye on the program because of one thing: because the the, the face of BYU in that incident will be the sucker punch that Kai Nakua threw late in the fight. That is what's gone viral, and that is what will allow people to say that both teams were involved in this thing. And I don't think it was that way. I mean, when you look at the way this thing got started, I didn't see the the very beginning of it, but there was a moment when Tajan Karoma, BYU center, was on the ground. And there was a Memphis player above him raining punches down on him while he was on the ground, while a second Memphis player was stomping on him with his cleats. Now, I want I, without condoning getting involved in a brawl, let me try to explain the mindset of a football player when you're in the heat of a moment like that. You're standing there looking at your teammate lying on the ground being punched and stomped by the other team. Do you just stand there and let it happen because there's a rule that you don't want to get involved in any kind of a conflagration? You know, you can't win in that situation, and your choice must be, must be, to defend your teammate. Now, the problem that you have is that if you then go in and pull off the Memphis guys that were, that were hitting Karoma on the ground, if you just grab them and pull them off, which is a reasonable thing to do, you're not throwing punches, you're not hitting them with baseball bats or swinging two-by-fours with nails in it, you're just pulling them away. Well, what happens is the other team will see you put hands on their teammates, and they'll put hands on you. And the next thing you know, in an emotionally charged moment, things go crazy. And the fact of the matter is that most players on both sides handled that heat of that moment the right way. They were trying to separate combatants. They were trying to pull guys off of their guys when their guys were getting beat up. But they weren't throwing sucker punches. They weren't swinging helmets. But some players did. And mostly it was Memphis players that I saw. I didn't see any BYU players do anything egregious during most of that. They were trying to defend themselves and their teammates against Memphis players that on tape were swinging a helmet and stomping players on the ground. But then late in it, Kainakua came up behind a Memphis player without a helmet on and, and sucker punched the guy. And that one moment 
now makes it so that both teams are equally culpable in all of the ugliness. And that's the one moment that I'm sure that Kai wishes he had back. And that's the one moment that I, I really wish had not happened. It was interesting being on the field and almost in the middle of it. Uh, I thought, oh, there's a brawl, but later found out about Tijon Karoma, you know, and what ha- you know, a gang around him and the sucker punch from Kainakua. And that, unfortunately, defined the game because, Trevor, that was a good game. I know BYU lost, but it was an entertaining game, uh, a fun game to watch, but now that's, the, now that's there. Does that affect BYU in 2015 in any way? On the field, not really. On the field, BYU in 2015 will have a chance to define themselves in 2015. The, the problem there is that that fight and the Nakua sucker punch basically has erased many years of BYU goodwill nationally and of BYU's reputation nationally. And those who wish to see BYU in a negative light now have an excuse to. It will take years, years to build that back up because in this day and age, viral video is reality. What people see on their four-inch screen is reality. So from a football standpoint, now BYU will have a chance to go out there and do their thing. But, you know, the, uh, the, the rest of it I worry about. Now, BYU is known nationally as being a tough, hard-nosed physical team. And other players and other teams don't like it. And what I would tell them is that if you keep it between the white lines and you don't start swinging helmets at people, uh, then – you can you can learn to like it because it's football, and you can always do dancing with the stars if you don't like the physical nature of BYU football players. But again, the now that we have this viral video, people that want an excuse to see BYU in a negative light have it, and so it is all the more important that BYU as an ambassador for the university and the church go into 2015 understanding that they need to maintain the physical nature of their football, the successful nature of their football. But they need to be ultra-disciplined in the face of being attacked by other players should it happen again, because I will guarantee you that other teams, having seen that viral video, will try to provoke BYU players. And it will be worth it for BYU players to put their hands behind their back and take the punches because long-term, that's what needs to counteract the video that's out there. And those are some strong statements. I thought it was Meet the Mormons rated PG-13. I thought it was the second edition of that, and it just got <laughs> too violent. <laughs> well, yeah. You know what, though? Again, remember this. Remember this, that you can't win in a situation where your teammates on the ground getting helmets swung at them yep. and getting stomped. You, you must do something. And no matter what you do, it's going to be bad. The question then is, can you limit the nature of what you do. And most guys did. One guy did not. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. A couple of things, Trevor. One, Emmett Smith and Jerry Rice think that Dancing with the Stars is absolutely a man's competition. And, well, it's and, a man's competition, but there's just fewer it? collisions. <laughs> and number two, going back to what you said, that it will take a long time to repair what happened in the Miami Beach Bowl. How long are we talking, in your opinion, for BYU to repair what happens uh, with a viral video? Well, I think it'll take years because the people you're really dealing with are, are people that are on the fence that don't know much about BYU. Uh, that, that's, that's the people that, that you're really trying to reach. The people that are predisposed to hate BYU and hate the church, you're not going to reach them. They don't want to be reached. They're just looking for an excuse. People that will support, support 
no matter what, well, they they will support. But it's those people in the middle that don't have a strong opinion either way. And so I tend to think that that kind of thing will take a long, long time to, to rebuild. But it's got to be rebuilt one one day at a time. And again, the best opportunity now for BYU football to, to rebuild, or just put it this way, to erase that visual is whenever people try to, opposing teams try to provoke them to be proactive about not responding. Proactive about not responding. Now, keep your helmet on. You know, you don't want to take your helmet off because then you can, you can, you know, get hurt. But if you're in full football garb, it's hard for people to, to hurt you even if they're punching you. Yeah. Now that the season is over, describe BYU's season in one sentence. In one sentence, I would say BYU's season was a roller coaster that started strong, was devastating in the middle, finished strong, and then was overshadowed by by about five minutes. That was pretty good. I don't. I, I don't even think you had a semicolon in there either. That was pretty good. No, well, I, I, I usually I speak without punctuation marks, periods, exclamation <laughs> points. I, I don't like that. Once in a while there's a verb, usually it's a lot of nouns. There was some talk of the Miami Beach Bowl being like this de facto outside tryout to get into a P5 conference. BYU and Memphis are two names that have been mentioned. Do you think that in any way that was a tryout for a Power 5 invite? I don't think so. If a Power 5 conference would look to that one game to decide whether or not to admit BYU or Memphis or anybody else, they're incredibly short-sighted. They're myopic. There's a much bigger picture. There's a much longer trajectory. And so, you know, this, this one game I don't think affects much when it comes to that. It's a matter of what can BYU bring to the table financially. Ultimately, that's the only thing that matters. And the advantage that BYU has is that it is truly a national program. When BYU plays anybody, there are eyeballs from coast to coast and from north to south on that game because BYU attracts not just church members nationally, but other people as well that, that know BYU because of the great work that was done under Lavelle Edwards and then carried on by Bronco Mendenhall. The New Year's Six or this week, uh, which game sticks out to you as the most exciting game? Well, you know, the Rose Bowl has gotten very interesting to me because Oregon lost their shutdown NFL-caliber corner, Iforek Preolamu. That's a problem and a game-changer because of the matchups. Florida State has an NFL-caliber receiver in Rashad Green. And with Ekpe Olamu there, if he had been there, it would have given Oregon a lot of options on how to cover him. Sometimes they could lock up Ekpe Olamu on him only and then blitz or, or roll coverage other places. Sometimes they could roll coverage to Ekpe Olamu's side or, or do all kinds of different things. But now, because Ekpe Olamu isn't there, they will have to more often roll coverage to surround Rashad Green because you must take him away first or at least try to limit him first. They'll need to do it with extra players. Now, here's the problem. Three of the four primary backups in the secondary for Oregon are freshmen. One of those guys will have to step up and play a lot more than Oregon would have wanted him to play. Now, Jameis Winston, the Florida State quarterback, is very much an NFL mentality in that he looks for matchups. And I don't expect him to go to Rashad Green more than he ordinarily would have. I expect him to look on the other side of the field for whichever receiver is in the vicinity of that young guy that has stepped up on the bottom end of their secondary and go after him as often as possible. Because of that, 
I'm thinking Florida State might win that game. Wow. I mean, that one injury is a huge, huge game changer. Trevor Maddich of ESPN with us on BYU Sports Nation. Let's end with this question, Trevor. It's a long time between now and September 6th, I think, when BYU plays Fifth. Nebraska 5th, rather. What has to happen? What's the number one thing that has to happen for BYU's football program to get back on track for them to compete with the elite? They need to get more effective on the offensive line. BYU typically, when everything's going well, even with Taysom Hill starting at quarterback, had a lot of rushing yards, but the yards per carry wasn't high enough. And the offensive line is working to find its balance of being big enough and strong enough to be able to compete one-on-one, but still fit enough from a running standpoint to be able to handle the rigors of the go-fast, go-hard, super-up-tempo offense, which I think is a good idea, which I think BYU has a unique ability to exploit because of the honor code and the relative purity of their bodies without putting alcohol, tobacco, and other things in them. So the offensive line has got to continue on the process. They were better this year than last. They've got to be better again next year than this and find that perfect equilibrium between size and strength and the ability to to have maximum endurance. That one thing alone will help BYU more than any other single thing. Another Maddich Monday with Trevor Maddich of ESPN. Trevor, I hope wherever you're watching all of the bowl games, the New Year's Six, it's warm, it's comfortable, you have a foot rest, and that there are no brawls. I appreciate that. And I will tell you this, I can go without warm, I can go without comfortable, I can go without a foot rest, but if there's a brawl, pity the other people. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Trevor. All right, thanks, guys. How about this? One five-minute span erased years of goodwill that from Trevor Maddich, a strong Those statement. Are strong statements. I hope he's wrong in that sense. I really do. I hope it doesn't take that long to repair what happened in that brawl. I hope it's forgotten quickly. I don't know. Maybe the playoff will be so good or something. Just something to take the attention away from BYU. It's tough because it wasn't just one guy. Like, Kainuku is not LeGarrette Blunt against Boise State. There was, mo- there was more involved there. It was ugly. It really was ugly. And I... I, I joke with Meet the Mormons Part 2, PG-13, but that was not good PR in that sense. Does it have repercussions on the future of BYU? I don't think, I don't think so. BYU handle it. It was one situation. It wasn't like someone died. You know what I mean? This it isn't was a really, consistent It was pattern. bad, but this, it wasn't the worst thing ever. No, this isn't a consistent pattern of behavior yes. from BYU. Yes. This and isn't Miami in the late 80s. Granted, it was on the same spot. Isn't that weird? The ghosts of P. Miami, Nor- Pat. Blame it on the Hurricanes. P. Norton, no. P. <laughs> Norton mentioned that on Twitter. I thought that was so funny. He's like, isn't it ironic that uh, BYU had a brawl I it was in Miami. on where the old Orange Bowl was? That was every Miami home game from 1984 <laughs> to 1992. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Pretty much. No. Pretty much. Come on, man. Go back and look at the film. I'm telling you. What Pretty they- much. Have you looked at the film from yes. 84 to 92? Have you watched ESPN's documentary, The U? Yes. They weren't brawling every game. Every on, important game. And they won national titles. Maybe BYU needs to brawl to win the national title. Hey, and BYU won one in 1984. There's something to that maybe, huh? I don't know. But the Cougars did it, it was 30 years ago. That's true. So that, that's ago. true. It's just the irony involved in where it happened is, is uh, pretty unbelievable. To me, you look at uh, – and, and Tom Homel and BYU said that they'll it, assess it and figure yeah. it out. Yes. To me, you, f- you do something with kind of cool. I don't know what. You, you talk to Tijon Chrome, you talk to the team, you reinforce that, you make sure it never happens again. And Up then you next, put it away. Back to BYU basketball. 
Let's qualify what Kyle Collinsworth is doing. Two triple-doubles already this season. And when will Tyler Haas get healthy? This is BYU Sports Station. And now, back to more BYU Sports Nation. The show rolls on Monday, December 29th. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUSportsNation.com. Whatever that means, man. Real simple syndication. Tonight, my Portland Pilots take on BYU 9 Eastern Time on BYU TV (laughs) and BYU Radio. I wore purple today, so... I grew up in Portland. My Portland Pilots. Jinx, jinx them Dude. to, you know, I'll get out, my friend. Yeah, I yeah. I, you want me to jinx them? It's the power, Portland by 17 plus? The Jerem <laughs> Jerem no, no injured players for Portland. Yeah. <laughs> Resetting someone, today's. Someone, someone uh, said I jinxed BYU during the Gonzaga game. What was it? I said something about, oh, I was like, Kevin Pangos. At halftime, I was like, Kevin Pangos, all-time in Provo, 4 of 23 from 3. He then hit three of his next four three-pointers in the second half. Good grief. What mm, you say bad. in that moment has absolutely no bearing whatsoever. No, no, apparently it does. Apparently it does, man. People are like, no, it's proof. Is it like there's an proof. offshoot of the – is it like reverse karma Okay, what about something? What about uh, when you said BY – like you, you – during the women's volleyball match against Texas, like – you said they're this many points away from uh, the national championship. Oh, I said they're hey. 10 points away, and they lost that set. They still won, though. <laughs> they still won. They did lose the set, and like four people were like, hey! <laughs> that's, that's what they sound like to me. Stop it! Stop jinxing us! Jerem Jinx. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah, whatever, man. Whatever. Game day for BYU against Portland, as you mentioned. The Cougars lose Let's by go. seven points to number eight Gonzaga in the Marriott Center Ooh. on Saturday. Had it used to the seven point that I thought it was only five, but was it up to seven? I'll have to look at the game notes again to see. They had a lead in the second I'm just half. Just making regardless. stuff up like I always do. Women's basketball losing at Gonzaga. They are at Portland tonight, and Paula Sike and Devin Mahina will play in the NFLPA Senior Bowl. Good luck to Paul and Devin as they try and uh, impress some scouts and, and get noticed for the NFL draft, maybe get invited to the combine. Yeah, ne- neither will get drafted, but if they can get a free agent contract after the draft, I think that would be notable. See, I can see a guy like Paul Sike becoming a fullback in the NFL. He has the physicality, the nature, and hopefully the understanding to be a guy that can just lay his body on the line and open up some holes for a running back. Like that. Yeah, yeah, sure. If you're a good blocker, I, you have a story. great shot to make the NFL. I just watched Million Dollar Arm yesterday, by the way. Good movie. I liked it. Uh, about the uh, cricket. or They're not cricket players, but they're from India. They have a tryout and get a contract yes. with the Pirates. Paul Asike is a similar kind of story in that he's a unique story, and if you go up against a guy that's kind of you know normal and the status quo, maybe you take a policy. I don't know. He's got skills for sure. The, the league is hard, dude. The league is hard to get into. We've seen that. Spencer Adley, by the way, played for the Raiders. I Made a nice it, play yesterday. At least had a tackle in yeah. special teams. So. Nice job. A couple guys, Daniel Sorensen, Spencer Adley, undrafted, got on 53-man roster. That's, that's nice. That's nice. BYU needs more draft picks. That's for sure. Utah State and Utah have more than BYU consistently now the last couple of years. But BYU, they're getting some guys on rosters. Our Twitter question today is, what are BYU basketball's NCAA tournament chances? Use the hashtag BYUSN. At COT underscore BYU football says, if they only have two losses in conference play, 
Gonzaga. I think they can make it. See, that's I'm giving that's them another a loss, loss. Plus, a, plus a loss in the tournament. Like, if BYU does better than that, great. That's fantastic. I know that people associated with BYU officially hesitate in these kind of questions because it's like you're assuming that we'll lose at some point. Yes, I am. I'm assuming that BYU it's will so lose It's so hard to win games. every game in conference. BYU is a good team. To me, they're the second-best team in the WCC. That's a great spot to be in. It Even is. for Gonzaga to go 18-0 and in West Coast Conference play, certainly they have the tools to do it. But you encounter those freak circumstances where a team will shoot lights out on their home floor and you play horribly, you can't make anything, can't hit the broadside of a barn. Like, there are just those things that happen. BYU and Gonzaga playing all the other teams is a really big game in the WCC because they're the big dogs. Gonzaga literally is the biggest dog. And then BYU is right there. So if Gonzaga went 17-1, and I wouldn't be shocked because, yeah, there was that one weird They're game. going to win the league. They're going to win the league. They're going to win the league. Okay, but I think BYU has a really legitimate chance to go 15-3 and in conference and go into the West Coast Conference Tournament at 25-7. and I think that That's they can good. do that. And then you win two more, and then you're in. You, you don't even have to if win the tournament title. You get to 26 game. wins, no matter. I don't care the circumstances. If you get 26 wins, including the West Coast Conference tournament, BYU will make the NCAA tournament. You can't turn away 26 wins. Yeah, you, with their resume. I appreciate you opening up the uh, door to the tourney train because I'm all aboard, dude. Congratulations! No, Jared. isn't it? You I think have we have graduated. a be- we have a better one, right? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. There's a flavor. If they're 10 and 4 at this point, yeah, then they deserve the big ship, or whatever you want to call that thing. I, I don't wish know. they were 11 and 3 with the win over Utah or, or San Diego State or, or Gonzaga or both or all three. <laughs> all three, please. Okay. At Cameron MVM, he says, in terms of uh, speaking of chances for BYU to get into the NCAA tournament, good, provided no horrible losses in conference. West Coast Conference likely a two-bid league. That's the consensus. It's a horrible loss, everyone but Gonzaga and St. Mary's. I'd, it, l- I'd love to hear back from you. It depends on where Portland is. If Portland is like a sub, if they're like an 80 or 90 RPI when BYU's playing at Portland, I don't know. That wouldn't be considered a horrible loss, would it? Depend. Yeah, depend. like losing at San Francisco last year in that situation, it's not horrible. It's not good, though. Don't lose those games. Don't lose those games. Up next, just how special is Kyle Collinsworth? Very. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in a winter wonderland here in Provo. Not so much in the studio, but outside, it's a snowing. Absolutely. So bundle up, stay at home, and tonight at 9 Eastern, watch BYU and Portland, my Portland Pilots, 9 <laughs> Eastern time, BYU TV, and BYU Radio. That just sounds so wrong. I'm not wearing the shirt to the game tonight, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, t- I'm please sick. change. I've got to go to the game tonight. Please, please change. Well, by the way. I don't want to get Dick Harmon and Jeff Call sick. Listen, sometimes bad things happen to really good people like my Wait, what? Like my three year old boy, Jax, broke his arm the night before we leave for Miami. We made sure to get him a blue cast. He gets a new cast oh, nice. today. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he will be rocking the BYU blue shortened cast now. Yeah, what, I think he what w- color blue. Well, it's royal blue. I think oh, he wanted a different you. color, like green or something. Nope. Nope. You're getting the blue cast. Son! <laughs> there is there Obey is, your father. There is no exception to this. You will have a blue cast. You will be raised right 
in the righteous traditions of BYU Sports Nation. <laughs> right. The traditions of your father. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, Kyle Collinsworth, by the way, second triple-double. Yeah, the Cougars lost, and yes, he got a generous last assist on that bucket by Anson Winder. I'm cooking, man. But he has... He has got an, he has multiple triple doubles. Yeah, we I mean a long time ago when he tore his ACL, I was like, will he be ready for conference play even? Even then, what is he gonna be? His production is unbelievable given the injury that he had. <coughs> his points per game down 0. 0.9, his assist up 1.1, rebounding down just 0. 0.3. Shooting 14% better from the free throw line. It's been amazing, and BYU's needed it. Because they don't have a low post score. Also, notice this when you play, and Dave Rose mentioned this Saturday. BYU asks a lot of Kyle Collinsworth on the defensive end to rebound that basketball. Nice. In the zone, he's on the bottom, and he has to box out. He, he's a pretty good leaper, but he's, he, and he's not super physical, but he does a great job of rebounding the basketball. Kyle Collinsworth has been needed. It's amazing what he's doing. He by, doesn't have the same spring. Yeah, by the way, good. Adam Morrison is on Gonzaga's coaching oh, staff Oh, that was now. awesome, dude. No, no facial hair, yeah. but he does have a ponytail. He was super high on Kyle Collinsworth. Could not say enough good things about what Kyle does for BYU. Yeah, and by the way, Kyle with multiple triple-doubles brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Dose Kyle Collinsworth has two of the five Division I triple-doubles this season. Where I come from, that's pretty good. Yeah, my dictionary has that as outstanding as well. And I believe in the WCC, they're the first two since Doug Christie in 1981 at Pepperdine. Nobody had done it at BYU since 1988. Michael Michael Smith, Smith. an NBA player. The Clippers analyst. That dude's awesome, by the way. 1988, it was 26 years, and Kyle has done it twice. That's awesome. I mean, you talk about versatility, one of the best in BYU history. It's fun to watch. In the Kyle West Collins Coast Conference, play. guess what? He's going to have a few more. Like I would be shocked if there aren't a few Last more. Last year, we asked him. He guaranteed to us that he'd get one, and he didn't. He made up for it. He got one yeah, for got last two. year and one for this year. Yeah. Well done, Kyle Collinsworth. Obviously, Kyle BYU. Collinsworth. Stop it. <laughs> with, the, with the injuries that have plagued BYU across all major Wait, sports. Wait, did something happen? Yeah. Yep. Yep. There's three on the basketball team. Come on. Okay, Tyler Hawes, Nate Austin, Chase Fisher, Jamal Eights. Oh, I forgot Fisher. Yeah, four. Okay. Yeah, Fisher was Fisher so Fisher played, of it. but he didn't practice all week leading up to Gonzaga. And then he got hit hard again. Yeah. He so, hit Karnowski. Who is, you mentioned, the living, breathing Goliath. He's good. I don't believe in reincarnation, but if he could be Goliath, I don't know. Dude, he is a monster, that guy up close. He's Woo! good. If you already had him. <laughs> but a really good player. Tyler Haas now dealing with that nagging ankle injury, uh, and Nate is still uh, dealing with a hamstring situation. And those, both of those injuries are just things that maybe you can play through, but they will bug you. They will bother you. They will alter the, no. they alter the way that you, you do things. Well, I'm not saying torn, okay? Yeah. I'm saying just hamstring in general. Some guys will play with kind of a tweaked hamstring. Nate's is torn. Yeah, that's, that's, he's out. But for Tyler... He can play through it, but how well can he maintain that ankle when you're playing two games a week? Yeah, two. This will be BYU tonight against Portland, 9 Eastern, BYU TV, BYU Radio. Shameless plug. Hashtag shameless plug. Two games in the last three days. Four and eight. Oof. There's no time to rest for Brother Haas. And his production has been down the last two games because of that ankle. Six for his last 21. 0 for 6 from 3. 21 points total. Which brings us 
to chasing Jimmer. On his way to making BYU basketball history, Tyler Hawes is chasing Jimmer on BYU Sports Nation. 349. That means in the regular season, 17 regular season games left, he would need 20.5 points per game to pass Jameer Frederet. <laughs> Jameer Frederet. So, yeah, and Tyler is right behind Devin Durant. I mean, I think he gets it done this week. If Tyler... Was it 34 to tie? Yeah. Here's the thing. If Tyler can just get through January 17th, he will have a full week off. After the St. Mary's road game, there is a week off where BYU has no game till the 24th. Do you sit Tyler a game? Maybe. Maybe. It's not Portland. I, th- I think that's a... I think they're 10 and Maybe 3. Maybe Santa Clara that. on New Year's Day? Yeah, I wonder. I don't know. I mean, I wonder. Yeah, the Broncos, I wonder. The Broncos aren't a very good team you would, this year. You wouldn't do it on a Thursday. You'd want to do it on a Saturday so that you'd have time all the way to the next Thursday. Yeah, so Tyler, he just needs some rest. I don't see it happening. I'm just throwing it out there. He's, he's too tough. Like, he is too tough, and he wants to play. We saw that against Stanford. Now, the other conversation we had was that who is the most improved player from the beginning of the season? Uh, Corbin Kafuzi? Absolutely. Guys, Making strides, yeah. yeah. We saw some flashes of brilliance against Gonzaga for sure. What are BYU's NCAA tournament chances? Continue to send in your responses on Twitter. We're back with more BYU Sports Nation after this. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Do you know what time it is? I do. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Men's basketball. Brigham lost eighth ranked Gonzaga. Not to be confused with, I don't even, I can't even remember the alternate. 87-80 Saturday. Tonight the Cougars host my Portland Pilots at 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Football. Devin Mahina and Paul Lasique. There you go. Will play in the NFL PA Bowl on January 17th. Still no word on if the BYU participants are in the East-West Shrine game. So we'll let you know when you hear about that. Men's volleyball. Oh, yeah. Senior outside hitter Josue Rivera is one of 19 players on the off the block national outside attacker of the year watch list. BYU season starts in 11 days in Palo Alto against Lewis. Soccer. <laughs> Maddie Lyons' goal against Oregon is up for the top drawer soccer college goal of the year. Voting ends today at 3 Eastern. We have tweeted out a link on BYU Sports Nation's Twitter account. Make it happen. Maddie, Women's basketball. One. Last time I saw it, she was mine by like 4,000 votes. So let's go. We can change that. The Cougars lost at Gonzaga. 78-62 Saturday led by Lex Eaton and Morgan Bailey who had three, 13 points each. The ladies play at Portlandia tonight on the W.TV at 10 Eastern. The way you said Gonzaga reminded me of the Miami Heat Gon- guy. They're, they're Gonzaga, pu- they're that's public, what it is. Their like, public what? address announcer when we were at the Heat game. Anytime the opposing player scored, John Wall. John Wall. John Wall. Dwayne Wade. <laughs> yeah. So, so dramatic. Oh, by the way, we've heard your petitions, <coughs> BYU Sports Nation. And Brian Logan will be the third. Nope. Nope. <laughs> and that was just mean. Back! Countdown to the Cornhuskers. <laughs> 250. Oh, it's, we're doing oh. that again. Yep. BYU in Nebraska in Lincoln on September 5th, 2015. A mere 250 days away from Bronco Mendenhall facing his good friend Mike Riley, who takes over that Nebraska program. It's going to be a long, long eight. 
months. Did it feel that long last time? Yes. Yeah, it did. Yes, it did. Yep. We started no at, getting around it. We started at 2.38 last year. Us counting down every day makes it that much longer. <laughs> oh, my goodness. The countdown to the Cornhuskers is on, man. We do it for the people. Tis the season of BYU taking on new head football coaches, by the way. Uh, Several yeah. credible reports yeah. have Jim Harbaugh taking the job at Michigan. Harbaugh's Wolverines will host BYU on September 26th. Now, interestingly enough, Taysom Hill will get to face the guy who recruited him to play at Stanford. Yeah. How much has changed in that six-year span? Well, when you go on a mission, <laughs> there's like six years involved. That's interesting. I think that's some, that's a, that'll be a cool storyline leading into that game. There was, a, there was a, a Michigan paper that had a picture of John Harbaugh instead of Jim. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Fail! Whoops. Wait, the Ravens are losing their coach? Huh? John, this just in John Harbaugh yeah, the, what to I coach was, Michigan. What I was actually doing today, it just hit. I forgot. I forgot. Uh, Ravens made the playoffs. Just supporting Dennis Pitt. I know he's hurt, but... Had nothing to do with Portland. It's all about the Ravens, people. So your Ravens. It's all about the Ravens. My Ravens. Do you have have an NFL team? Uh, Seahawks. Oh, that's right. Because they won the Super Bowl. I'm just kidding. No, I've had a hard time, like, getting an NFL team, like, investing in them. Me and Richard Sherman, we just can't party, man. I just don't. Me and Homeboy don't relate, you know? My team didn't make the playoffs. Enough of that. What are BYU's NCAA tournament chances? Chargers didn't make it. Use the hashtag (laughs) BYUSN. Oh, by the way, today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. It goes to Kyle Collinsworth today. Second sure. triple-double of the five in the NCAA at this point. That's amazing. Big game tonight. A reminder, 9 Eastern time. BYU in Portland on BYU TV and BYU Radio tonight. Beat the Pilots. Beat Jerem's Pilots. <laughs> No, my ra- my Ravens. I mean, your Ravens. What? That's so Raven. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Zach Galifianakis. <laughs> hey, thanks to Trevor Maddich and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUsportsNation.com. It's good to be back with you, brother. Oh, man. Yeah. High five. Woo! For Jerem, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Derek Stevenson. Ah. Yep. BYU Sports <laughs> Nation back to work tomorrow at noon Eastern in Radio Vision. We'll see you tonight for BYU Hoops on BYU TV at 9 Eastern.